Hi, my name is Jennifer Thorpe, and welcome to the Pure Social Podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to educating, enlightening, and empowering others individually and collectively. As we grow and transform, we can impact lives positively and change our world. Welcome again to the Pure Social Podcast. And we, in our first episode, we're talking about what it meant to cultivate connection. And in our second part, we're actually going to be talking about briefly what it means to cultivate intimacy. I'm excited again to have Autumn McCain back with me. She is a marriage and family um, therapist and just really excited to have her with us. She works for the Center for Connection healing and change. And Autumn has um, agreed to just kind of stay on, which I'm really excited about, and to really dive into this topic of intimacy and what it really means. So Autumn, as we continue this conversation, people don't realize that intimacy is more than just sex. It's more than just the act act of being um, connected physically. That intimacy occurs on an emotional level, a physical level, and a mental and spiritual level. Do you think you can speak to those different areas and um, really explain what that is? And then we can talk a little bit more about how to ensure that we are cultivating intimacy in our marriages. Of course. Thank you so much, Jen, for having me back. I love talking to you and spending time. And you're right. Intimacy is not one-dimensional, right? When when we say the I word, people automatically think sex. And you're right. That's not what it is, right? That's only one part of it. Right. Um, and so emotional intimacy, right, which which really connects a lot to, to part one, right, about being cultivating connection. Um, it's it really is um, important that that's the foundation, but it's you asking yourself, right? Do I feel comfortable sharing my most vulnerable self with my partner? Is he or she safe and trustworthy, right? It's, it's that part of, okay, can I, can, I, can I release myself to this person? Can I lean into this person um, in that way? And then mentally, right? And sometimes we'll say that it's intellectual, right? Um, Intimacy is really being able to share and have discussions, right, about various topics, whether we agree or not agree on them. Can we have healthy debate? Can that person um, be able to, to accept kind of my personhood and who I am in that level, like cognitively? We don't have to think the same, but can we still be connected? Can they accept me for who I am? Right? And spiritually, um, do, do we have, I mean, in some couples and some partners, uh, it, that might vary, right? But, but spiritually, can we connect? Can we respect each other's space that way? Um, you know, can we, can we share in those, in those discussions and, and that most intimate part of who we are? Cause that is part of our personhood, how we, how we see ourselves as spiritual beings. And so it's important to be able to, to have some, some discussions there, even if there's not that common ground, as awesome as it is, right? And I, and I would, before I get to physically, I would like to add a piece, right, where it's, where, um, of intimacy, where it's experiential, right? It's kind of that, those shared experiences that you have with each other. It's Absolutely. moments of doing together, right? It's, it's the joys of, you build intimacy through different things. Like when you're dating, it could be, oh, we had this great date and we went hiking. I don't know. But but you had a connection, something that you guys did together. 
you know, as the relationship progresses, like we had these kids together, you were there in the birthing room. That's an experience, a very intimate experience, right? And then physically, right, it's, it's being able to share with my partner what turns you on. What do you like? What don't I like? What feels good? Um, and have them be responsive to that and accepting of that and um, willing to study that, right? And and really the goal in it is what can I do to please my partner, just not myself? Absolutely. And, you know, in in partnership, and I want to be careful with this because, again, I think we can often think that it's the man who is the person who desires sex more than the wife. And that may be true. However, what we're realizing more and more and more and more statistics are showing is that either the man or the woman can have a high libido. Okay. But what happens is, is that we can focus and statistics are showing this more and more as well. That again, we only focus on the sexual piece when we talk about intimacy and we forget about those actual five dimensions and appreciate you adding the experimental part, experimental part. Um, because what's happening is that we put ourselves kind of in a box that we're not meant to be in. And we don't allow ourselves to really explore one another, to learn one another, and to really see exactly what it is that we're feeling on an emotional level, on a physical level, on a mental level, and spiritual level, and and really share the experiences that we're having and allowing those experiences to enhance us. But what happens is, is that, you know, when we talked before about cultivating connection, a lot of times people can say that marriages are broken by infidelity. But again, it's the communication piece. It's the lack of being able to understand and to be heard and to really feel not alone because there's so many people who are married and yet feel so alone in their marriages. And so when we look at building the intimacy piece, um, before you get to the physical connection, it's so important that those other elements are being taken care of. But physical intimacy is very important as well. And it is a part of us that releases that love hormone, that oxycodone, you know, Um, actually, it's I'm sorry, oxytoxin. So and it allows that um, it allows us to really connect in a way where no other type of connection is available. And um, so so I want you to be able to really talk about why it's good for us to be connected specifically physically and how those and how nurturing those other areas that we've shared are key to helping us have an excellent physical connection and and really enhancing our sex lives. No. Yes. And I mean, it's, it's similar to what we shared in part one, right? It's, it's, we are built for connection, mind, body, and soul. Legitimately, we are constructed for connection, right? And, I think it's it's amazing how our body's built and how we're wired and physical intimacy does release the the happy hormone that you're talking about that oxy you know when people are saying I can use some more oxy well if you're if you're in a safe and secure relationship that's one way to get it right it's your sexual fulfillment and and even in that moment it's 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 providing for you um, this this special connection with that person where you feel comfortable, where you feel connected to them. It's a pleasure hormone. Okay. So that's, that's one thing why it's good for marriages, right? To, to, 
to continue to connect that way, right? right so that they right. don't lose that connection. But also, yes, it's key, like you said, to, to have the other ways that you're connecting to build on that, right? Because it builds that safety and that security. I'm not going to be able to share with you what turns me on or what feels good or what doesn't feel good if I don't think it's a safe emotional environment, right? If I don't think that I can share kind of what what some of my raw spots are, what some of my pains are, what some of my past traumas are. Like if I can't share those things with you and I don't feel like that you have my best interest at heart or that we're in this together, right? That you're going to be my person regardless of what happens, then it's really hard for me to give my whole self over to you in those moments, right? right? To be able to, to fully release myself. And I, and I do want to say, and I know that we had mentioned this before, but if there are situations, right, in which um, infidelity is an issue or there's past sexual trauma um, or there's domestic violence issues, those are things that I really, really must say um, professional help, if it is available, if you're able to do that, would be the best resource. And making sure that you're safe first, right? Your safety is, is of the utmost importance. Absolutely. Um, but in relationships where you have that, I just, I think they're building blocks for one another. Yes, I agree. And I really do think what you're saying is, you know, when you talk about when you have those past traumas or infidelity or other issues, it's so important, again, to involve somebody to be able to really help you navigate how to get back to a place of safety and security and a place where, I mean, at the end of the day, where you truly can be your raw, authentic, naked, vulnerable self, where you don't feel like there's anything that is being withheld. Um, Another thing that, you know, that can be really harmful, though, is that sometimes, you know, we have this social media in our world more and more. And one of the things we don't talk about, and again, we're not going to put this on one sex over the other, because one of the things that doesn't get discussed is pornography and not just simply pornography, but um, there's so much television and TV and where there's more and more acts of sex. And so a lot of times people are learning how they're supposed to perform according to what they're visually seeing. And unfortunately, that can cause a lot of harm and damage to body image, to um, comparison. It can cause comparison. It can cause performance evaluation in areas that are not needed, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, it's harmful. It can be unhealthy. How would you... um, especially when there are health issues, there could be drive issues with, you know, just one may not have a sexual drive as strong as the other person. Um, How would you encourage someone to deal with all of these different variables that really do tug at what it really means to connect with your spouse and really all these lies that tell you that you have to be a certain way or look a certain way, sound a certain way, perform a certain way in order for you to really experience true pleasure with your mouth, with, with your spouse within a marriage. Yeah, it's quite complicated, isn't it? It really is. It's complicated to have all of this information bombarded, right, to you. Um, And for you to try to decipher that um, and to say, okay, well, what is the truth here? You know, what, it's, it's not fair to you, right? It's not fair to your spouse. Um, to have these expectations 
that aren't necessarily realistic, right? Or to compare yourself or your body um, to other people, right? What's really important kind of in this connection and what's unique kind of in this partner that you have is that the two of you together get to kind of work through those things and figure out what's right for you, right? And what's pleasurable for you. Again, if there are some things that um, that one partner might have to really work through, right? That there are some issues or there's some physical physical disabilities or ailments. Those are very real things, right? right? And so there might be an approach where it's not just like a psychotherapy approach, but it's also medical and, and, and not feeling like there's a stigma to be able to get medical assistance, right? For anything else. If you have a broken arm, uh, nobody's expecting you to just let the broken arm just be, right? You go and you get medical help for it. Exactly. Or exactly. you get assistance for it. There's no different with any other muscle without me being very you know, no, there's no difference with other muscles or other parts of our body when, when it's not functioning the way that that is highly functioning, right? Right. Then, then there's no shame in, in figuring out how to, how to mend that, right? And how to work through it together. Um, and there are plenty of um, sex therapists as well who, who have provided um, guidance and have mapped out things, um, especially erectile dysfunction and other issues that, that you might see arise. Absolutely. And, you know, even Justin, I appreciate when you were talking about, you know, physically when you're, when there's something going on with you, it can affect you. And anybody would say, absolutely, you're going to go to the doctor for that. But not just even, um, but for when it comes to our sexual experiences, um, that's not something that people think about. Again, there can be shame and embarrassment, fear. Um, and also, too, there can be mental health issues. There can be different things that can just cause someone to just feel disconnected. But going back to um, just those other areas of emotional connection, mental connection, spiritual connection, for example, it's so important that those areas are all being taken care of and cultivated, that we're planting seeds, that we're doing it deliberately so that we really do create an environment where we can really talk about the things that feel awkward or we can talk about things that are exciting to us that maybe we don't know if we can mention. Um, Because as deep you go with your partner, that's going to be the level of you being able to share, hey, this is something that really helps me. Um, And as we know, you and I know from working with plenty of people that you know, the act of sex is one small part of your marriage. It's really all of the things that are cultivating and are happening throughout the day, throughout the week that really create connection. Um, But it is important, you know, specifically for men, they need that type of, there's a difference where I think a woman, we truly do need that emotional piece. And again, there are women who are, who do need the physical piece more than others. But for men particularly, that physical piece is a time of just, of release as well. It's a time to really, that's the way that they can connect. Um, Men tend to be more visual. So for them, even falling in love can be very different than it is for women. They can have sensations of falling in love with someone um, based on the visual aspect where women need more of the depth. And so even within the connection of physicality, it's so important that we really do create a space of 
of sheer vulnerability of, hey, we're going in this together and the, this is what's working. This isn't what's working. And let's really have honest conversations um, because oftentimes it's not about the act like we've been sharing. It's about all of those elements that are taking place, the experiences that we're having that really do allow us to be connected when we are coming together for our, for physicalness, for sex and for um And the other thing that I wanted to add that I think I really wanted you to be able to speak to before we end this topic is how would you encourage communication with a partner who isn't willing to talk about it? You know, we haven't really discussed and I wanted to really discuss this earlier, but we haven't really discussed the cultural piece. And culturally, for some, sex is taboo. Even people in marriages, they they don't really talk about it. They don't teach their kids about it, you know. they don't they don't have honest conversations about how they feel or what they think. For some, it's very dominant. It's absolutely you're the woman, I'm the man, you know, you need to you need to give me what I want. For others, it's oh, let's, you know, let's really talk. I want to make sure my spouse is content. I want to make sure my my spouse is feeling different things um, so that they know that I that I love them. So how would you talk to the cultural piece before we get ready to kind of bring this conversation to a whole? I think that um, culturally you just have to be super sensitive, right? I think that um, that's part of the person's personhood, right? As as we talked about earlier and in the last um, segment, just how important it is to know your partner and know how they became who they are, what influences kind of who they are. Like, that's part of them, right? Just like spirituality is part of them. Our culture is part of who we are. And so if, I, if that's what I have been indoctrinated to, right, it's important for me to be able to kind of communicate that and what that feeling means for me. What does it mean for me to, to, to say that I, I'm the one that must initiate in this relationship, right? It, it takes some work for the person to say, well, what does it mean if I'm not initiating in the relationship? What, and, and can I talk to myself about what, what that would mean for me right. culturally? Like, does that mean that I'm not, that, that I, there's some inadequacy there, there's some shame, there's some fear? What does it mean if I give, if, if I don't hold, that's part of who I am, if I don't hold on to that part of who I am in this situation, right? Because there's some vulnerability there. A lot of times there's something that, that they're trying to figure out, okay, what is that? What is that? And it, and, and in learning and studying kind of that personhood, there's some acceptance, right? But it has to be both ways to have that conversation about why am I not feeling comfortable in this moment, whether it's because it's a physical thing or it's a cultural thing or it's um, a spiritual thing, right? Because even if, if, if we're not even just talking about ethnic cultures, right? In some of right. our um, religious cultures, right? There are certain things that are taboo or things that you shouldn't do um, or, or you think you shouldn't do. And you're like, but why? Like, how does that impact me? I think it's okay to ask the why and, right. to, and to self-reflect and to be able to lean into your partner there. And Absolutely. if you're not, it's okay to get help to guide you through that process. No, those are great points. And, um, 
you know, and I think the key part about that is making sure that you do when you need help, that you get help to guide you through the process. But at the end of the day, you know, sex in a marriage is created to be, you know, at least that this is my personal belief that it is created yeah. to be something that is um, experienced and enjoyable. And um, it's also an opportunity to really connect with your spouse in a way that really allows you both to know each other in a way that no one else knows you. Okay. And so it's intended to be good. It's intended to have fun. You're intended to have fun. What would you say? Cause we can talk about the negative, not the negative. Let me take that back. Not the negative side. We can talk about the things that can co- complicate sex that can complicate intimacy, but what are the things that are good? Like, what would you say? These are some things to help, you know, you're having a healthy, intimate relationship with your spouse. What are some key things so that people can say, okay, these are some key things to think about on an emotional level, the other areas that we've mentioned physically, mentally, spiritually, your experiences, but even physically, what are some things that you would say, you know, you're doing well. And again, we know this is subjective. Every dynamic is different in different circumstances, but what are some key things to show you that, okay, you're doing great and and keep going, keep doing these things that can show that you're having a healthy physical intimacy and a healthy intimacy in your, in your dimensions with your spouse. Yeah. I love the question. Jen. Um, and, and I love that you recognize that each couple is unique. Right. But I would ask kind of what, like is the desire there? What is most important is that either the, the desire is there or that the desire is to get there. Right. Because you, you might have reasons why the desire is not there, legitimate reasons, which we've already discussed. Mm-hmm. But if you're emotionally and mentally and spiritually and physically in tune with your person, the desire should be there. Is the desire there? And if it's not, do we desire to get there, right? And so each couple really needs to figure out um, kind of what's right them right what what brings them joy and pleasure even earlier when I was like have fun with each other do things that are fun physical intimacy is part of that right exploring with each other you know some couples are good with having sex every day or multiple times a day other couples it's a couple of times a week others it's once a week but is the desire there is that what you want do you want to be close in that way no, absolutely. And that's a great point is even just asking, do you want to be close in that way? And I think that's a great question for people to really talk about with their spouses as they're listening. It's a great starting point. What helps you feel close? Do you want to be close? What are some things that we can talk about? You know, what are some things that you desire to know about me? What are some experiences that they can share with one another? Because at the end of the day, you know, we are not Um, as we've discussed, we are not just single and we are complex human beings. We are diverse human beings. We're cultural human beings. We're spiritual beings. And all of these things have to come into play when we talk about what it really means to cultivate intimacy in our relationships with our spouse. So again, Autumn, I really do want to thank you for participating today for just your insight, your depth. I know that this is a topic that there's so much that can be discussed about, but I think just helping, um, 
spouses start the conversation because I think it's something that really doesn't get talked about. It's something that people shy away from and there's so many assumptions. So this has been really informative, not only for hopefully our listeners, but also for me. And I thank you again for just being a part of this experience and wanted to, again, just give you the opportunity to say how people can get in touch with you. But again, we'll make sure that we'll put that in the show notes and, um, also wanted to thank you for being a part of the Pure Social Podcast and to thank my listeners as well. But please let me know how we can get in touch with you. Thank you so much, Jen. And I so appreciate you putting this out there. Um, hopefully it will ignite many conversations, right? As people are even listening um, and feeling things and hopefully they'll self-reflect on why am I feeling what I'm feeling? Right. But my contact or my email is McCain at the center for connection.com. Thank, thank you. you. So much, no, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for just again, being a part of this.